Hey AfterBuzzers, welcome to an all-new Twin Peaks After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're going to be breaking down Season 3, Part 15. We have Lex back in the house, our full OG panel. It's going to be a good one, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hello everyone, thank you again for tuning into our Twin Peaks After Show here at AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Sam Davidson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at SamD43. I am joined by my three awesome co-hosts. Please introduce yourself, let us know where we can find you on social media. I am, oh, am I here? I am, there I am, I am Lex Michael. I am all over social media at the Lex Michael. Excited to be back above the convenience store with all of you guys. And I am Nadine, I mean Michael Shirley, um, and this is the first time I've ever, like, I've been hosting for like 10 years, and this is the first time I've ever done it with one eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MichaelXShirley. Hey everybody, I'm Lisa Mason Lee, and you can find me everywhere at Lisa Mason Lee. Hey, and if I were a stripper, I would dance to Sharp Dressed Man. <laughs> we all have our stripper song. Yeah. We, we all definitely do. And of course, guys, don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV and all social media platforms. Rate, review, subscribe. We usually really like hearing your feedback. Um, so let's get into tonight because it was a lot of fun. We saw some familiar faces. Yes, we did. Starting off with Nadine. Yes. Oh my gosh. Michael's eye oh, patch. I was like, I've been carrying this eye patch like around all season, just waiting for like the right time. And today <laughs> I was just, oh my gosh. If you guys could have seen me when she's like walking with that shovel, I was just like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I definitely my favorite episode of this season. Really? I loved this episode. What did you Even think? Even beyond yeah. her. Beyond her, yes. Yeah. So it, it was brief, you know, but yeah. we got it. What did you think, Lex? Oh, man, my emotions. Um, so I was not... Look, y'all know I feel no shame about the fact that movies and TV frequently make me cry. <laughs> I was not prepared to cry this much this evening. I... it This wrecked me in a number of places, and it began with, with what we're talking about, with Nadine finally going to Ed... Uh, whatever she's been taking away from Dr. Jacoby's message has really enabled her to make some positive, non-selfish change. Ed is free, and then and then he gets to go be with Norma. And it's an amazing resolution to plot threads that we've just picked up in this new iteration, and also plot threads that have been in place since the original incarnation of the show 20-plus years ago. Like, I loved all of this stuff. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It brought back a lot of the original season. I think sound might be on your, your computer, Lisa. Oh, there it is. Jeez, that's I what was she was pointing at. It's just was. feedback, you know, guys? Uh, what, can, what can we say? But, you know, Nadine comes with the gold shovel, a la uh, Dr. Jacoby, and I- I'm still unsure of what the significance of all that is. Lex, you know. He- <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Really? No? I just love, it's a you great way, I feel like it's a great way for Dr. Amp to just sell the metaphor, and it's like, you gotta monetize somehow, so it's like, here's a nice, a nice trinket, but I love that... I love that Nadine is carrying it with her all the way. It's like, this is a, a symbol of the new person I yeah. am. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> yeah. it over my shoulder. She was like, I could have turned back. I walked all the way here. I thought good and hard about this. And I was like, wow. Way to go, Nadine. It took her long enough. But right? and also, the turnaround on that was really quick. He literally like goes, gets in the truck <laughs> and then drives to Norma. And I love his reaction, which he's just like, yeah? <laughs> Are you sure? You're going to regret that you said this tomorrow, most likely, but the second she assures him it's fine and pieces, yeah, immediately goes to the double R. 
What did you think, Lisa? It's just so weird that people stay in relationships until someone decides, you know, I'm out of here. It's like you drop your ball and chain and then you have permission to go. Yeah, I mean, he's a really, he's a good guy to a fault. Mm, Absolutely. And, um, you know, she finally set him free. I still, you know, want to know exactly what triggered this besides... Dr. Jacoby and, you know, the, the gold shovel. She's shoveling herself out of I the shit. I think she wants to trade up. Yeah. I think she's into Jacoby. Yeah. And she's over Ed. Okay. I like that theory. She's I wonder definitely if she's got always hardcore. known that she was so horrible to him or if this is just, like, her being, like, having an epiphany. I don't know. I, I honestly have no idea. We'd love to know what you guys think in the live chat. Lisa is uh, taking a look at that. And we also, of course, Ed goes to Norma, and before they have their beautiful reunion, Walter comes in, and she tells him that, you know, she wants to sell him basically all of the double R's, or not all the, you know, all of the Norma's, what are they calling it, Norma's? Um, Norma's Norma's double double R. R. Yes, Norma's double R, (laughs) Norma's double R, except for that one, and, um, you know, he has this thing for her. And it's been evident. I thought they were dating. I, I feel like I did it at one point. They played it ambiguously, but with enough there that, yeah, I, I started to think the same thing. Yeah. and um, But then when we see, it's like we see him right after Ed comes in and tells her that, you know, he wants to be with her and Nadine said he could. And then she's like, hold on a second. And he's devastated. Yeah, I felt like Lex probably was crying at that point. What? Not full on tears, <laughs> no. but oh man, like my heart was breaking. Did you guys for think Ed. she was going to be with Walter and be like, no? Or did you think. For a second, I did. Yeah. But then, obviously, that didn't happen. Yes. They're getting married. I mean, you know, apparently. And Ugh. the use of the of the Otis song too throughout this scene, yeah. which dips when when the mood gets a little bit yeah, lower yeah, yeah. and picks up again every time a big like sweeping happy moment occurs. When Ed first enters, when Norma reveals that she wants to sell her shares in the franchise, mm-hmm. and then of course when Norma comes back and meets Ed at the counter. Really like the use of that song as almost like a score. Yeah, I did too. And in a way, this episode, it was a lot of fan service, and it, you know, we're getting ready to tie this all together. I mean, what, we have three episodes after this, yeah. So this was kind of a conclusion to a story that we have known for a very, very long time. Very and satisfying. Yeah. I think yeah. I feel like all so of much us on happened. the panel wanted this. Yeah. It was a nice, happy ending for that story. I mean, there's still a lot of time left. We don't know what's well, going to happen. I guess that means that um, Nadine and Mike are not a thing. Because <laughs> we saw Mike in, what was it, the first or, or second One of the episode. early ones, yeah. And so that was making me think maybe there's something between them, but I don't know. We haven't seen him in a while, and I don't feel like they would just throw him in for just a second for no reason. Don't you guys feel Mm -hmm. like he's probably got to pop back up for some purpose? Like, if not to bug Bobby or... Yes, I do. I don't know. I feel like it would be a little strange if, yeah, we only ever see him in that office uh, declining Stephen's job application. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. That's right. I mean... These 18 hours that at the end of the day that we're getting are so jam-packed with so, jam-packed. so much stuff. And I, I have a feeling we'll all be re-watching it once it's over. So we'll actually understand what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, of course, we have Mr. C going to see Philip Jeffries. Oh. Wow. Mm. Okay, so from an um, objective point of view, do you guys think that using David Bowie in this way... I mean, okay, I personally loved it. I thought it was very interesting, though, how someone has passed away 
And, you know, they're still kind of using, like, was that his voice? What was it? The voice from, so yeah, of course, like, of course, in a world where we can't actually bring David Bowie back for scenes, sure, he's evolved into a big electric tea kettle. Why not? Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that actor who was uh, essentially doubling his Philip Jeffries voice is a, an actor named Nathan Frizzell. Yeah. So it's obviously it's Bowie in the flashback footage. But yeah, it's another actor doing the voice mm -hmm. of the, the big tea kettle thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was trying to remember, I know what David Bowie sounds like when he sings, but his speaking voice, I'm like, hmm. Well, he's not country at all. No. And Philip Jeffries is about as country as it a gets. A very southern yeah. thing, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, I'm just trying to think of the times we did meet him on the show and what he sounded like, but I thought it was cool, you know. It's it's so in a world where the man from another place, the arm evolved into an electric brain tree yeah. thing. I'm sure and I'll Garland go with Briggs, the big head in the sky. I feel like Philip Jeffries probably got it best. Well, and that's the other thing too that I was thinking about is how they're finding creative ways to incorporate the characters played by actors who have passed on. I mean, we've seen the likeness of Don Davis with the floating head. And obviously, Major Briggs is a big part of the mythology mm -hmm. of this season. They used Frank Silva's likeness in that bubble. So I think uh, using that flashback footage from Fire Walk With Me is a great way to fold different parts of the mythology together while also keeping David Bowie as a presence. Was it Fire Walk? I mean, you would know better than I would, but was it Fire Walk With Me or was it from Missing Pieces? Um, that that flashback. Uh, both. Uh, mm -hmm. I know he he has that line in the. In it's the, like a longer in, version. Yeah, in where missing pieces. Yeah, in missing pieces, he sits down at the desk and puts his head down. And you actually get to hear more of yeah. what he talks about about being above the convenience store, which is yes. where Mister C goes. Mm -hmm. um, and where it, in the in the movie, it's all like electrical interference, distortion, static yes. images. Yes, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time that we've seen this convenience store, and that it's actually not really there physically We're I mean I'm, it, well, kind that, of. It, that it wasn't there but, that it was kind of going in and out of existence right. or well after they were done doing their business there well after... right in this episode you know we see that like it's not technically in this realm right yeah we it's were thinking there. originally it could have been big ed's Next. gas farm like way back in the day right. Right. but right. this right. is totally different it's like a time war uh, I noticed the... in the comments uh, last week a lot of fans were talking about uh, I noticed it most when they were talking about the, um, the Bang Bang Bar and the Roadhouse, saying that what if these are like two different dimensions and like the Roadhouse is actually different than the Bang Bang Bar? In my head, I, I, get, I do get very confused uh, between those two things and kind of understanding there is something, you know, I don't know, I, I do think there might be something with some overlapping, whether it's times yeah. or whether it's just, um, I don't know if dimensions is the right word, but you guys know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. For, sure. for sure. I mean, we're definitely starting to get very strong hints now that a lot of the scenes that we're being presented with are not necessarily being presented in chronological order, for mm -hmm. example. Like we see, jumping ahead slightly, but we see Mr. C send the Las Vegas text in this episode. And mm -hmm. it's entirely possible maybe he's just blowing up her phone again, but it, I would think that we're meant to infer that when she got it, uh, Diane got that text a few weeks ago, that that's the same exchange. Yeah. Yeah, for that's sure. That's a very good catch. I think so. Absolutely. But I'm wondering, it, does Diane know who Mr. C, like know right. what Mr. C looks like? Especially That's right, my big like, yeah. it's especially if if Janie E, as we learned last week, is her half sister, mm -hmm. and she knows that she's married to a Dougie Jones. Mm -hmm. It's it would almost be stranger if she had no idea whatsoever that he has the same face as Cooper. There are definitely right. questions that I yes. have about that as well. But 
she saw him. There was that episode where she went to jail. Right. Yeah. yeah. And how does right? How does that track with with all of the other questions that are being raised now? I think she does. I think there's a reason that she's terrified of him. You know, Dale, Dougie, Mister C, whatever it is. Um, and I think Diane is probably one of the smartest of the bunch. She, you know, she knows a lot of what is going on. But I want to go back to this scene. Of what we see when Mr. C speaks to Philip Jeffries. So mm-hmm. that was what we saw. Was it what we saw um, with like the ladder and NATO and all that? Was that was that when he goes out on the roof? Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It I, I looks didn't... familiar to me. Maybe it's just. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't see it. it I didn't tie that. I, in that I do see the resemblance, though, between the big tea kettle thing and the, the, the top part, like the hat of the little yeah. station that was floating in space. Yeah. Right. I Maybe it's, you know, just David Lynch again trying to throw us off, but I caught on to it and it definitely alerted me. Like, hmm, is this finally explaining something, kind so, of? Yeah. A couple people in the chat, too, pointing out when Cooper or Mr. C shows up, goes through the portal above the convenience store, mm-hmm. tells the woodsman he's looking for Philip Jeffries, and the dude flips a switch. In the electricity, we see finally the return of the jumping man, the dude with the white face and the beak mask. Right. And it looked like, and I had to backtrack track again to catch this but it looked like Sarah Palmer's face possibly superimposed over his for a couple of moments over whose face uh, the jumping man when oh. you, when you see him see really that. briefly That's really cool. there's you definitely a that? face i think it might be sarah palmer i would have to go back to confirm but i'm pretty oh. sure that it looked like grace Zabriskie to me a little bit to go back and see it mm. hmm. i know i uh, i watched it twice actually aren't you proud of me i literally <laughs> before this you guys i banged this out twice bang bang get it uh-huh. uh but yeah i i didn't see that I want to talk about Judy. We talked about oh Judy. God. This After I really liked. Twenty-five ish yeah. years, we finally yeah. talked about Judy. And okay, so basically, Jeffries, when him and Cooper are talking, he um, says he doesn't want to talk about Judy. Then you know, Mister Sees, who is Judy? And he said he's already met Judy. Well, we all know who Judy is, right? Not really. Well, if they didn't retcon it, you're referring to this idea Judy that she's... would be Josie's twin sister. Right. But we don't have that. That's not a fact, though, is it? It's in the secret history of Twin Peaks, isn't it? Like in a... Um... It was that... I thought it was that letter she wrote. I know there's that letter, but right. I thought she was referred to in the secret history of Twin it's, Peaks. Uh, it's been like referenced a couple of places outside of the show itself. And if they haven't retconned it, I still don't think it's impossible that NATO, who is now That's sitting in the jail cell, is, is possible. To that. Because even though we know her as NATO currently, we've seen already a bunch of times this season how some of the names in the credits oh, have yeah, been yeah, placeholders. Yeah. So it's still totally possible. And what I've seen some people talking about that I think maybe adds some credence to this theory is in Fire Walk With Me when Bowie is talking about how we're not going to talk about Judy, you see the the monkey, like under the mask, you mm-hmm. see the monkey, and I believe mm-hmm. the monkey says Judy. And Nato is sitting in that jail cell making what sounds to me like monkey, monkey noises. noises. Yes. Oh. Before we get to all of that, though, we have to talk about Mr. C and, of course, uh, oh, Richard. Richard. Richard wow. So, I mean, okay. It's official. Yeah. Audrey's son, he admitted to it. Mm-hmm. He's his dad, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. It, uh, would, it would really, be weirder if he wasn't. Really now. great way to meet your dad. 
Yeah, it's like, hello, Dick, what I'm your father. Uh, I mean, he would have murdered him if he wasn't his son. I, I, think. Think, I think Mr. C knew who he was the second he saw him. Mm-hmm. Was it necessary for him to beat the crap out of him? Yeah, Probably. I mean, it, it like, okay, I guess think somebody of needed to. A very, very abusive father. Not a good father, okay? Yeah. I, I'm not saying anybody He's should a do this. Dad. But, you know, the if a, a son or child tried to kind of go at the father, he'd be like, let me put you in your place. Don't ever do that to me again. Well, I believe it's probably the first time he's met him. Yeah. So they don't really have, like, a father-son relationship. <laughs> well, but not, not for Richard, but for Mr. C., may, you know, he, I don't uh, think clearly, he cares about anyone. Then why did he let him live? Is my question. He's gonna use them. Yeah. Somehow, yeah. The last thing he says is, "We'll talk in the car." Right. Which who about what? I yeah, putting him Audrey. up to something. And I mean, he he wanted to verify. He's like, "Who's your mother?" You know. Right. He already knew that, though. Well, I th- I feel maybe like, it was a tip know. of the hat to us as an audience. Maybe you know to kind of just verify that. This is what is going on. When it seems like for sure that even if Mr. C is on to the fact that this may in fact be his offspring, Richard still seems completely unaware. He didn't recognize Mr. C at the farm as his dad. He actually recognized him as Cooper, as an FBI agent. Yeah, exactly. Um, which, sorry, brings me a little bit back to something I skipped over with um, Mr. C and Philip Jeffries when Philip Jeffries essentially thinks that he is Cooper. Yes, and I feel like there. I saw some people talking about. It's like, was this a reveal? Has Mister C actually been the real Cooper all along? I don't necessarily buy into that. I feel like it was pretty clear. Even well, even in the finale of the original series, when he smashes his head on the mirror and is is babbling about how Zanny. Yeah, I think it's clear that that Mister C and Cooper share memories. So I read that line as just Philip the tea kettle confirming for himself <laughs> that you are in fact who you say you are. What do you guys think was with the numbers when he was like, right. do you talk to Judy yourself? And all these numbers started floating around. Do you think they're coordinates or do you think it's, I couldn't. You're the number guy. It's not that I couldn't, but I didn't write down the numbers and I couldn't really figure out their order. So I was wondering, could it have something to do with the trailer park and us seeing that flash, you know, with those numbers? Because it looked like it was about five or six numbers. Possibly because that is a little bit before we see the scene with Steven. Um, and do we know this other this other girl, this red haired girl yes, he's with? Yes, Gersten Hayward. Well, Can, it yes. is insane to me, you guys, how much she looks like Donna. Yes. did in the original <laughs> run. Like yeah. when she was freaking hmm. out, I was like, her face, man. They yeah. look like sisters, and yeah. I'm so glad that she's like getting in on all this. But, but I was shocked. We don't know the character. Oh my gosh. We know. Am I, am I, I mean, listen. Weird, that character is Donna's sister, Gerson Hayward, who plays the piano for everyone in oh. the Hayward house. Oh. She, I think like they in the season two her, premiere. They showed, yeah, they showed her twice, at least, in this episode so far. Uh, well, right. In the apartment building. Uh, yeah, was there on a, the stairs. There was like a gunshot or something, and they all like, they turn around really quick or something, right? Well, I just remember the scene where Becky goes and shoots up the door in the apartment complex, yeah, yeah, and yeah, she's yeah, hiding yeah, yeah. out with Steven in the stairwell. Right. Okay, that's right. Guys, there's so, so many people to keep track of. Um, it's but I didn't even notice that she was with Steven in the stairwell. I just noticed her in the stairwell. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard. Everything goes by so quickly. And, they, yeah, they keep throwing a ton of names yeah. and new pieces of information. Yeah. And now it's like even when we know what characters we're looking at, 
Now, yes, it seems like they're both tripping their faces off on Sparkle, maybe, presumably. <laughs> I yeah. think so. But what some of what they're talking about before it descends into even further madness, Stephen's talking about what he did, and Gersten's telling him, you didn't do anything, mm-hmm. she yeah. did it. I think I know what happened. What, what do you think? Please tell. I think he killed her. That's Becky? that's what I started to think yeah, about. Yeah, he killed who? Margaret Lannerman's, like, you know. Becky. I think it's all happening again now. I when think. did that happen? Well, we don't know Why that do you she's think dead. They were in the forest freaking right, hiding. out. I bet he but, killed her. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, we didn't see anything leading up to that. It would have just, because remember last time we saw Becky, wasn't she at the diner talking to her parents? I think last time we saw her was there was a phone call between her and Shelly where she says she's worried because oh, Steven's been missing for two right. days. And she came in for pie. Which also felt like it may have been slightly out of sequence. So I don't know if this is something that, that is actually going to pay off in the way we're speculating. Yeah, but just if because it does, we haven't seen Shelly die doesn't mean she hasn't. That's true. Or not Shelly. Oh, Becky. 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 I, know, I know what you mean. <laughs> that's true, but I also don't want... I mean, Laura Palmer lived on, you they're, know. They're not going to let Becky die yet, I don't think. Well, there's only three they can't episodes kill her. left. No. Two uh, weeks. She needs a better death. I, I agree, but I also think about when we started Twin Peaks season one. You know, Laura Palmer was dead. Yeah, yeah. Before and, it even started. Okay, yeah. okay. So, good in, point. It's happening it. again. Like, yeah. what is happening? Wouldn't it be like the to town be off yet. rallying behind, you know, someone they, you know, everyone knew who yeah. died? I mean, it's not exactly how I imagined it. Sorry, guys. Our air conditioning is <laughs> not working exactly. It's warm in here. So, it's hot if we look a little sparkly, it's not because we're vampires from Twilight <laughs> we're or anything. On sparkle. Um, yeah, or we're on sparkle. <laughs> we're turning yeah. gold. Yes. Um, oh, but it would, it God. would to what you're yeah. saying, though, it would make a lot of sense as a way to, yeah. if, if we lose a member of this community of either our OG cast or our new cast, it is a great way to bring our entire ensemble together, mm-hmm. much in the way that Laura's yeah. funeral did that back in yep. the original run. This is true. Yeah, and you know, Good from luck. what we can presume, Stephen kills himself. I feel it, right? Like, that's what it's it shot straight sounds up in the like. air. But it also, it's like, I've watched enough TV, right? And I'm sure you guys have mm-hmm. too, where I think we've been trained as TV audiences to think if we don't see a body, they're probably yeah. not dead. So this could definitely, I think, could go either way. And that could have mm-hmm. been out of sequence too. He could have killed the man in the forest that saw him. That didn't, you know, no. like, that could you don't think it could have been out of sequence? Because, I mean, the next scene, he's walking up to the trailer park and says, oh, the guy lives in that one. I mean... <laughs> I think he was trying to tell him, like, this guy just blew his brain. out. But that guy out. doesn't live in that trailer. He lives in an apartment complex, Stephen. Well, so I saw, know they're I not s- talking about Stephen living in this But isn't that the trailer, trailer that he shares with Becky? Yeah. I thought they were talking about it. I thought he she had a trailer, and I thought he lived in an apartment building, but maybe that's Gretchen's place. I, that, the I way, think it's Gretchen's The way probably. I read it, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, the way I'm reading it is I think they share the trailer, and the apartment that uh, Becky shoots the door of is a third party. Maybe, okay. it's, maybe it's Gersten's, maybe it's someone else. So that he she knows really where to have go. a home. He's basically just staying with these like women. living off of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um fun fact though, the man who sees them in the woods with the little dog mm-hmm. is series co-creator Mark Frost. Yeah. Ah! That's right. Also I did not know that. Maybe my eyes were deceiving me, but I watched it twice and it looked like when he emerges from uh, the woods and he comes around that one trailer he's definitely coming around the one trailer but I thought maybe I'm crazy I thought I saw a bit of a dissolve in effect on him 
hmm. which could just be like we know the woods have magic and power in them. I'm not necessarily saying that Mark Frost is playing some type of spirit dog mm. walker, but I'd have to go back and double check that to be sure. Mm. Hmm. Spirit dog walker. I love that. Um, okay, so then after that, we see James and um, we get this Renee, Jessica Zor, and her husband Chuck, and they are at the Roadhouse. Um, and okay, there's the when when was the last time we saw the guy with the gloves? Sykes was that was last week, I believe. Yeah, when he tells, yeah Freddie Sykes when he Rubber tells fists. when he tells yeah. James his superhero origin story. Yeah, I right. told you it was right. gonna he was gonna have a superhero moment. Yeah. he was just like dunk. Yeah, that and really uh, cool. I mean I don't know why James like did that. This seemed like he's got... They talked about, I think, the first time we, we saw James, uh, Shelly was talking about how he had an accident and he's been a little bit off since then. Yeah. This oh. felt like he truly did not know how to handle himself in that situation at all mm -hmm. in a way that maybe is tied to that and maybe hmm. James is just a super awkward dude. I just thought he was being nice mm. and like maybe trying to piss the guy off a little bit, but... Well, it does make sense, you know, if there's kind of something wrong with him a little bit mentally that he's just, you know, I... Doesn't know how to react properly. Yeah, doesn't exactly know how to approach people in the appropriate way anymore. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Chuck is not doing well. Um, he's foaming at the mouth and... Like, what happened when he... Someone so hard. When right, foaming right, at the mouth. Right. Like, did he, did he fry their brains right. with the punch? Right. Also, uh, every... Know. Both punches, when he punched both of them, there was interference with the jukebox. Yes. Like, almost as if it sent out a tiny little EMP. Yeah. Well, that did you me. hear that? I heard that. Oh, yeah. I, you guys, I even hear it now. I swear, every time we come in here, I, I can hear interference. Um, but they get taken to jail, and that is when we see NATO again. And like you talked about, um, the the noises that everyone is kind of making in there. Let's just go back to that. Mm -hmm. And what is this a distress call? You know, what are what are we making of all of this? I think she's on the wrong planet, the wrong plane, and she is just squawking. Squawking. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this up to Lex to analyze. I can. I can only guess. I mean, we're getting closer to the end, and we're seeing how threads are starting to converge. So I definitely don't think that it's an accident that James and Freddie end up in these jail cells, mm -hmm. especially one week after Freddie talked about the fireman. How I told him to go to Twin Peaks. You'll find your destiny there. I think certainly no coincidence that NATO is there at the same time. I wasn't here last week, so I, I don't know if you guys talked too much about it, but I'm leaning towards believing that this, this beat-up drunk in the cell is the Billy we keep hearing about. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's what, what would Audrey find in him if that's the same Billy? So, well, look at her husband. She's <laughs> Louise. I don't know, but this Billy guy He's is He's a nasty. real cat. Well, nasty. I mean, maybe before he got that way. Yeah, yeah. He looks like... I, well, it I was funny know. to me when they brought the boys in and they were like, oh, is... Or when uh, Bobby... or. James Billy. says, are they okay? And he was like, they're in intensive care. And I'm thinking, why in this joker in intensive care? Because right, he right. looks There's so like, messed up. He's beat up. Like, he can't even keep the spit in his mouth. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, there's something definitely weird going on there, and I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know um, what part James is going to play in this. 
if who knows, right? If he's got a greater role than just finding a way to get Freddie more involved. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think again, and we see like this guy who may or may not be Vil- Billy. The the repetition yeah. thing mm. he keeps doing, which we're seeing with with Dougie. I think these pieces are all tied together. And again, it's no it's no accident that we're starting to place all of these people connected in some way to these other forces in one place. I don't ever really feel like James has really had a purpose, like, (laughs) at all in the story. Then why is he still alive? Well, I, well, kind of what he was saying, I think he's around, has been around his whole life just to make sure he was friends with Rubber Fist. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is that. Because he's supposed to be here. No, why is James supposed to be here to play that stupid song again? No. (laughs) He's there to to wrangle them in. To I want the same him, world together. I guess. I don't know. I want him to have a bit of greater significance. Uh, before we move on to the next storyline, we have a show that we would love to tell you guys about. I love it. It's, I've been oh watching my God, it for a while. Yes, yeah. I've watched mm-hmm. it all. Yeah, if you guys are watching us live, or if you're not, you're checking us out after the fact, you may have noticed that you didn't pay anything to check out our show, and we're really happy to be able to bring you guys this content every week free of charge. The reason we're able to do that is because we have a whole bunch of really great sponsors. Sponsors like A&E's Leia Remini, Scientology, and The Aftermath. It is their uh, Emmy-nominated, groundbreaking docu-series, and it's returning for season two with new episodes Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on A&E. Leah Remini, Scientology in the Aftermath, follows Leah Remini along with high-level former Scientology executives and church members as they delve deep into shocking stories of abuse, heartbreak, and harassment experienced by those who have left the church and spoken publicly about their experiences. This season, Leah Remini continues her quest to give voice to the victims of the Church of Scientology. The series also explores accounts of former members whose lives have been significantly impacted by the church's practices. Remini is helping people take action, turning survivors into fighters, revealing truths, and seeking justice. Catch up on episodes on the A&E app and AneTV.com. I'm looking forward to this. I've, I said the last time we talked about this show on this show, I think Leah Remini's insanely cool. What she's doing is really brave, and I'm glad that she's out yeah. there giving a voice to everybody else. Super Absolutely. scary, super dangerous. Yeah. What I really want to see is her sit down with David Miscavige, who's like the leader of Scientology. Ooh. That yeah, would not gonna be happen. An interview. Oh my god, I would love it. Well, guys, definitely Highly doubtful. Definitely check it out. Uh, I want next to talk Sorry. about. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. There's there's these two scenes that were I was like okay what's going on here so we have um, Randall Headley I think it is and Wilson the they're calling in Dougie and Janie E for questioning but the kids are not happy and he's like how many kids there's several kids and I mean tell me if something just flew over my head but I'm like you know uh, I don't know what those kids were about I get uh, didn't they reference there are multiple Douglas Joneses in the greater Las Vegas area so I guess <laughs> oh they, my picked, God. they picked the wrong one out oh. of the hat I guess but I love I was dying at the delivery of when he, when the he's reacting to kids plural and he's like kids yeah and repeats it Oh, I love it when they open the door. Yeah. And the kids are just watching. It's like this uh, menagerie of children. It's like, that's not him. Um, But then we get Chantal, who goes in, and, I mean, she just shoots. It ain't no Straight up, wax Duncan Todd. Yeah. And, uh, I I mean, it was really funny. Yeah, she was super annoyed that she had to go back. Yeah, and she hears him, like, dying. She goes, oh, She's hungry. She wants to get out of there. She wants her french fries. At first I was like, is she speaking in code? But I was like, no, she just wants her french fries. 
She actually just wants her friends. What a simple girl. Yeah. But, it, but it was. like <laughs> Sam, you were just saying you thought it was funny. And it was because it is so out of nowhere and unexpected that, yeah, I had the same reaction. I started laughing. Yeah. Every time I saw that guy in a scene, it was, like, annoying, though. I was like, ugh, I don't like whatever he's probably up to. So I'm kind of glad she, yeah. like, popped him off. Well, then we have Dougie and Janie E for real this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're happy. She gives them some cake. Of course. Not pie. You know, not pie. It wasn't well, pie. Well, that's her little treat to him. Like her, or was, after, was it a before like or after sex? It's like she gets all turned on. Yeah, it's a before sex treat. Yes. Almost, she, that's how she gets his mojo going. I'm wondering, too, is this still Sonny Jim's birthday cake? <laughs> Like, has it just been sitting in the fridge yeah. for nobody but Dougie when he does good? We don't really know how many days this when has Dougie gone by. Good. So this might have just been, like, three or four days. I do. So I actually think Dougie. there's really yeah. something to that. I actually think we're dealing with less than a week. Yeah, yeah. I do, too, for sure. I was thinking about that, too. Um, and are, are you guys familiar with the film that they played? Yes. One with... of my favorite movies okay. ever. What Sunset. is it? Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yes. of course. Yes. That's what it was. I was like, I know this movie, but I, I don't have time to, you know, look it up. Yeah. It's, uh, Lynch has still. talked about it as being one of his favorites. And yeah, as we saw, like, that's where he took the name Gordon Cole. He's a big fan, as you've seen. He, he constantly lifts little elements from, like, the works of Billy Wilder, also mm-hmm. Howard Hawks, uh, and layers it throughout. So I like that they, they lampshaded the reference a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, but in when he's watching it, uh, they say, "Get Gordon Cole," yes. and you know we're thinking, what is going to bring Dale back to life, back to reality? And this seems that's what it was because yeah. you know the whole team's back together. All of this, there's these parallels, and then you know he goes for the outlet. <laughs> That, oh, oh I was God. going, no, it's no. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> With the fork. It's like a child. Don't do it. It's like Yeah, yeah. Janie E was like, I'm not gonna get my sex. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She was That's like, what no. she was screaming. Yeah. <laughs> um somebody I saw somebody on Reddit, like I jumped on after the episode aired, and I saw somebody a couple people talking about how he puts the fork into the like the neutral socket, so he probably should not have been electrocuted. So people were joking about how the, the Jones home is wired improperly. I think it's a little more likely that if he really shouldn't have been electrocuted, it's it's the electricity of the lodges essentially acting through this this plug. He could probably oh stick a fork in a dishwasher God. and he'd g- go electric. <laughs> it's yeah. just so deep. I mean, Reddit. Oh my God. But I'm wondering, like, what I do you guys it. think about? Like, the, I feel like this could really go either way. Either yeah. he wakes up this and he's possibly Cooper again, yeah. or yeah. what if he's just dead? No, he's gonna wake I up. Can't but can deal. you imagine? Can't can you deal. imagine if next episode opens at a morgue and Janie E is crying over what the if body? It's his funeral. Maybe. What uh, if Becky and no. Dougie have a no. joint funeral? Not this no. show. A double feature funeral <laughs> in Twin Peaks. Well, we, you know, of course they cut away and end the scene when we're like, what the heck happened? Uh, for me, I thought, I was like, did something happen to Janie E? Because she screams, but we hear Sunny Jim still be like, Mom, is everything okay? with What's going on? She he- screamed because her idiot husband stuck a, <laughs> <laughs> like, stuck a fork in the outlet. Yeah. I, I don't know. I picked something else up from that possibly, which was maybe she was affected by it somehow, but Sunny Jim no. wasn't. I don't know. You know, why Why be that dramatic if Felix is... She's so dramatic. Yes. Come she, on. She is very dramatic. She's very dramatic. Um, 
Then, you guys, we get a, a very sad scene, both literally and mm. figuratively, you know, with Ooh, Hawk yes. and Margaret. This lady. messed me up. Is this where it really came for you, the I, tears? This messed me up. I thought, I mean, I want to know, obviously, what you guys think, but I thought this was an absolutely beautiful scene. And to watch Catherine Coulson play Margaret Lanterman, knowing that she is at the end of her life, Catherine Coulson herself, knowing that her life is about to end, I thought this was incredibly powerful. And... Again, what a what a gift that we got as much of her work this season as we did, and what an even greater gift if she was if she was going to pass away, which of course was a massive loss. It is so wonderful that we were able to say goodbye within the show yeah. to both the actress and the character. Yeah, I thought all of that was really cool, really classy, very uh, fan servicey, but also like very much like. It was you know. weird. It it was it was beautiful, but it was also just weird how her story was coming to an end and her life was coming to an end. Um, you know, she was she was sick in in real life, correct? Yes. Uh, so I don't know if in a way that was written as though they knew she actually was going to pass away soon, and you know this I mean, yeah, was they did. a they did, salute yeah, for sure. because it, to her. Because I think bef- she had died before they even began filming she i know she passed away i think at the latest pretty pretty early into production yeah Mm -hmm. because i've been saying i felt like they must have sought her out and like she must have sought them out too they're like let's just get this this in now Yeah, Yeah. yeah and it's a big you know it's a big loss for the the lynch verse family as well because Catherine coulson's been with him since eraser head um she in real life she was married to jack nance for the longest time who played pete Mm-hmm. Um, so she's been she's been who in the family. Was, uh, the guy in Eraser Head. Yes, who was the, yes? Yeah, a lot of um, people don't recognize because of the hair. But that is, Jack Nance is the star of Eraser Head. But yeah, it's a big you you feel the loss. I mean, you really feel the loss. But I thought if if this had to happen, I thought it happened in the most touching, beautiful way possible. And yes, oh boy, did it wreck me. <laughs> I like how she said, "Death is just a change, not an end." Yes. That was I like how she sweet. said her log was turning gold. Mm-hmm. I was like, what does that mean? Does that have something to do with the gold balls, Laura Palmer? That's like what I thought it had something to do. Yes. Um, and maybe that, in a way, means death. You know, when the log this, turns gold. Well, or? the significance of gold. Um, that I that might sig- signify death death in some way well it seems like yeah like the uh, michael i had the same thought about the gold ball as well and then of course when the little boy is run over by richard Mm -hmm. carl sees that golden Mm -hmm. essence rising so i think it does it's connected to uh, if not death specifically then certainly pure a pure spirit yeah let's talk about audrey and charlie i i'm still not convinced (laughs) that audrey is actually walking in this world and Alive for the first time this week, I started to think, Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. Right, I'm having a hard time with this one, too. Well, okay, so she wants to go to the roadhouse, um, and you know, it's this whole fight. They talk about Billy, and I mean, she just hates him. It's like she's stuck and he has to go with her. And she goes, I've always liked Billy better, and he's like, Well, I'm not Billy, you know, in a way, are they kind of her overseers in this other? If she's dead, if she's in a coma, whatever it is, you know, are they kind of her, like, not guardian angels, but just people that are seeing Mm. her through this realm? I feel like she is with us because she knows the goings-on. She knows, you know, this Billy who other people are talking about. We're assuming that they're real people. They're not just some Mm -hmm. sort of, like, 
fragment of some dimension or something. Unless what I was saying uh, earlier that the fans were talking about in the comments about the Roadhouse and the Bang Bang Bar being like different places all in the same, but I don't know. It, I feel like she is on this earth because she, you know, she walks around, she talks. Yeah. And I'm, she knows everything that's going on, but I'm thinking maybe she's like as dementia or like is like schizophrenic, like something like or um like agoraphobic. Like she's scared to leave the house. I don't know. I, I feel like it's a sickness. I, I still buy I think there's probably an overlap. She's clearly like, you know, dealing with some stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Still, like yeah. her reactions to everything. But so really strange. She kind of always has though. Let's just say that. Yeah. A little bit. She's been through quite a bit. Uh, but d did it feel to you guys, it reminded me of a lot of dreams that I have had where you know in your dream what you're trying to accomplish mm -hmm. and you are just whatever good whatever point. you're trying to do, you're not able to accomplish it. And it seems like right. maybe it's not necessarily a dream. Maybe she's still in a coma. Maybe she isn't. But it's starting to feel to me more and more like she's definitely occupying some in-between space right now where for whatever reason, she can't leave. And a lot of people uh, made quite a bit of the fact that Charlie uses the term threshold. Mm -hmm. And they were reminded of the dweller on the threshold, which is something Hawk talks about near the end of the original run. And he says the, the dweller on the threshold is what his people use to refer to essentially your dark shadow self. Yeah. So, again, I don't know what conclusively to make of all of this, but I, I think, yeah, for the first time this week, I'm really starting to entertain the idea that she's in some type of in-between place. We were talking a lot last week about dreams, so it really doesn't sound that crazy that this could be some sort of a dream, but I, what I would hate is if, like, the very end of the series, like, it's just Audrey wakes up, and it was, and she's, like, 16 again. And Isla Mansfield said, Richard comments on her keeping pictures of Cooper, so I feel like she hasn't been in a coma this yeah. whole life. That, yeah. That yes. kind of Exactly. I don't know. And there's okay. the Billy, and there's Billy. I'm yeah. leaning towards agoraphobia. Well, I, I'm not sure, what? but I do know, though, that what I believe is a connection like we're talking about between the roadhouse and the bang bang is because she goes, I want to go to the roadhouse. I want to go to the roadhouse. The last scene is at their, she, the bang bang. And, you know, there's this girl. And again, you know, we see young girls at the bang bang and typically bad things um, continue to happen. In the old version, didn't it have a sign that said Roadhouse? And like, it, we I don't think we'd ever seen something that said Bang Bang Bar. No, it was there. definitely there. It was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. When the ba the Bang Bang Bar, like, I feel like nobody ever, it's clearly called the Bang Bang Bar. But and they're really like, pushing that name this right. season. They put it on t-shirts. Yes. We're getting close-ups of the sign. So right. I feel like they want us to acknowledge something different about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the, the, the difference between, like, Bang Bang Bar and the Roadhouse, I feel like is just a matter of saying, instead of naming the bar like you're going to, just yeah. saying, like, we're going to go to the bar. Yeah, exactly. Um, on that note, guys, we only have about two minutes left. So let's get into predictions for, you know, next week, the rest of this season. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, I wish it really did turn to gold. <laughs> I know, I'd sell it. <laughs> it kind of looks um, gold right now. All right, do you want to start us off, Michael? Oh, ah. Uh. Well, one of my predictions came true. Norma and Big Ed are getting back together. Mm -hmm, okay. So I better be good about this one. Um, I think we're going to see, uh, maybe of not a lot, but a little bit. I think we might see uh, Dr. Jacoby and Nadine maybe in like a loving embrace. Soon. Yes. And I think that, uh, like we were saying earlier, I think Becky 
has been killed by Steven. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what they were freaking out about okay. in the woods. All right. What about you, Lisa? Um, I kind of feel like we may see some run-in with Richard Horn, Dirty Dale, and maybe Audrey. I don't know. That would make That sense. could be crazy. And maybe a funeral. Yeah. Maybe somebody's going to die. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to see a funeral. We're all really <laughs> twisted here. Or a wedding. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, what? Who would get married? Maybe a red oh wedding. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or like, wouldn't it be amazing if we got a double wedding and it's Big Ed and Norma yeah. and Nadine and Dr. Jacoby? I feel like that's oh so something God. they would do. My heart Definitely. would sing. That um, sounds like something, yeah. I think, I, I don't actually think we just watched uh, Dale slash Dougie off himself. I think we're starting to see them tying up a lot of these additional plot lines so that maybe not next week, but certainly in the two-hour finale, we can focus on really paying off the entire, the, the series-long Cooper story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That And that's what I'm looking forward to. The rest is, I mean, I'm curious to know if they're going to pay off the Judy question if it does turn out to be NATO. And yeah. I think it is worth pointing out that Mr. C seemed genuinely disturbed. By yes. this, you don't see Mr. C uh, behave desperately or fearfully or admit that he needs something. Right. And it seemed like he was really shaken by this. So I'm curious to see how and if they pay that off. Absolutely. All right. So I'm thinking that Laura Palmer is going to come back and she's going to be bringing Becky into kind of, you know, it's like, this is your life now, like, you are me, and it's going to shadow itself in somehow. And I just want to give a shout-out to the chat and everyone that has started to agree with my alien theory. <laughs> I really wish you were here last week, Lex, when um, Sarah Palmer turned into an alien. Face. Yep. Yeah. Um, hey, guys, I'm not crazy. <laughs> no, we. I think we have fun ribbing at you for it. But no, you're definitely correct. The entire as much internet as... has fun at uh, ribbing at me for it. But it's these it's are, a lot of fun. But these are definitely... Uh, uh, st- uh, visitors to our plane. They're definitely aliens in one yes. sense or another. Absolutely. Well, on that note, guys, thank you all so, so much for tuning in. We will see you next week. Uh, Lex, do you want to share with yeah, the folks? Yeah, I got to let you guys know, unfortunately, I was traveling for work last week, and I'm going to be traveling for work for the last couple of weeks of this show, so I'm not going to be here with you guys, but I really want to keep talking to you about Twin Peaks. I want to hear your theories. I want to shoot. I want to spitball. I want to go back and forth with all of you. So, Follow me on Twitter. I am at the Lex Michael, and let's spend the last two weeks trading Twin Peaks theories. I'm going to be able to watch the show, just unfortunately not going to be able to be here in person. Also, check out Missing Out, which is a podcast that I do with Tari J. Miller, another host here at AfterBuzz, where we take pieces of pop culture that we've missed, show them to each other, talk about that, talk about art, cultural experiences. We have a lot of fun. I think the episode that's dropping this Tuesday is on F. Gary Gray's Set It Off, but next week we're releasing an episode all about Blue Velvet, so come if you want to hear us talk about another Lynch work. Check us out there, Missing Out Podcast, and I will see you guys around, hopefully on Twitter. Where can everyone find you, Lisa? Hey, everybody can find me at Lisa Mason Lee. And don't forget about our Rock Love Jewelry giveaway. Yes. Uh, That ends in a week. So just go to my Twitter at Lisa Mason Lee, retweet that tweet I put out, and you're entered in the contest. Yeah, just scroll down our Twitter feed. You guys should be able to see it. Yeah. And I'm Michael Shirley. You can find me online at Michael X Shirley on Twitter and Instagram. And check out my new blog, ilovemichaelshirley.com. You guys can find me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram, SamDavidsonEntertainment.com. So glad we got lacked for the time that we did. You know, continue to reach out to him and us. And uh, the three of us will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. 
to watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. You're free. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.